Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Southern Illinois University Carbondale is floating the idea of using volunteer adjunct professors under certain conditions. It's not sitting well with many faculty members, many of whom see it as a means of saving money to help relieve financial problems faced by the university. Administrators see it differently. We're taking a closer look, and joining me is Dave Johnson, Associate Professor of Classics at the university. He is also the president of the SIUC Faculty Association. It represents ten faculty and those on track for tenure. He joins us by phone from Carbondale. Thanks so much, Dave, for being with us. Yeah, pleasure to be with you. This, this whole idea, this whole approach by the, uh, by the university is not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination, is it? That's correct. It's not. It's a, it's a, it's a proposal. They're calling it a, a pilot uh, proposal, and it's, it's fairly limited in scope. And, you know, we can go into the details of just how it's limited, but I, I think the reason that it's it's become such a big story uh, is that you know, it comes in a context where public higher education in this country is being increasingly you know defunded by 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 state governments, and there's increasing pressure on faculty and on administrators to try to do more with less. So in in that context where people are already feeling undervalued, underpaid, and stretched way too thin, any kind of proposal, however well intentioned it may be, however limited it may be. To increase the the use of uh, volunteers, um, you know, just just you know, it sends the wrong signal. Uh, it, it kind of sends people through the roof uh, because it, it contributes to this 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 belief out there that you know higher education is something that you know is is a is, is frivolous or is a, is a luxury uh, is not something that that we really need to invest in. Let's get into those limitations and find out exactly what this proposal is. Uh, what has the administration stated it wanted to do, and, and how is it limited? Yeah, it's limited in that um, our understanding, and we're confident in this, we're confident both that we, we understand what the administration is proposing and that, frankly, we can hold them to it, is that um, these, these folks, uh, they're not seeking to get people to teach entire classes for, for nothing. What they're seeking to do is to increase... Um, in scale and in, in the level of formality, kinds of volunteer work that already happened to some extent in at all universities. So it's common at universities to bring in someone to give a guest lecture, and if you pay them, it's a it's a you might pay their expenses or take them out to dinner or give them a small honorarium. They're not paid in any serious way. It's common to have faculty come in and work on a, a thesis committee or dissertation committee and bring outside expertise to a university they're not employed by. And so little things like that are already done, and they're appropriate, and they're professional, and they, and they, they enhance the experience for everybody. But they're trying to scale this up in some ways and to make relationships a little bit more permanent with people who are doing this sort of thing. And so we're worried that there's a kind of a yeah, slippery slope where you begin to make more and more use of, of, of people in roles that in the past had been uh, case, done on a case-by-case basis. They've been done in, in, in uh, individual departments had made individual decisions about work, what worked for them. And at least as it was originally rolled out, it looked like the administration was saying, hey, let's do more of this. This, this really makes sense. Um, this could really get uh, alumni in particular more energized about what's going on on campus. Um, and so we see some potential here for a erosion of the the role and the compensation, frankly, of faculty on, on campus. So you, you were looking down the road and saying it could cost jobs uh, or replace uh, a- vacancies. Yeah, it could, if, if it, especially as it was originally pitched, okay, and they've walked back a little bit from how it was originally 
being sold uh, on campus. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, a comparison for, you know, public radio listeners would be like, you know, wouldn't it be nice if it's a public radio station? We have a lot of, you know, donors and community members who are articulate, intelligent people, and, and maybe we could use them and not just use them for pledge drives, but have them do their own shows one, an hour a week or something, right? And that, that kind of sounds like a neat idea. Um, no, it then, doesn't. You know, <laughs> not to you, <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, uh, and maybe, you know, yeah, and, and, but it, it grows, and you end up having a, you know, a station staffed by uh, well-meaning volunteers um, rather than by professional journalists, and, you know, you've, you've lost the, the distinctive flavor of what a, a public radio station should be. Well, who would these volunteers be? Well, the, the plan actually originated, we're told, and I, uh, I have no reason to doubt this, with, with alumni being interested. So with graduates, either people who got an undergraduate degree here and went on to get a Ph.D. someplace else or an MFA degree like that, or who got their Ph.D. or MFA from here, from SIU Carbondale, and who were interested in uh, having a more uh, formal relationship with the university. Um, I mean, we already bring alums back in to give talks, to mentor our students. And the administration got it, the idea of, um, that it would, be, it would be nice to expand that, which, again, in and of itself is um, not necessarily a bad thing. It's not ill-intentioned, I don't think. But once you start expanding the role of volunteers of any sort, just as we saw with the radio station example, you raise questions about um, whether you're going to compromise on the quality of, 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 of what you're doing either at a university or at a radio station. Um, so we, we call, actually called a, on the administration to table this, to, 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 to walk it back and to, to rethink it and to make sure that there are uh, even clearer protections in place so that it doesn't result in you know, uh, abuse or exploitation of people or in you know, outsourcing uh, too much of the work of the university. And they've declined to do that. They've clarified it, but they're, they're not interested in, in walking it back. And I think that's too bad because it's gotten our university in the news for the kind of the wrong reasons. Um, but that's, that's, that's their response right now. The, what, you're, what you've just explained, I guess, is the result of a recent meeting. I know there has been a meeting, which you attended. Yeah, yeah. And, and how, otherwise, how did that go? Well, we, I mean, I think we had what you know, diplomats like to call a full and frank ex- expression of views on both sides <laughs> on a number of different issues. And, um, you know, I, this is not, uh, uh, as it's been called, I think, the, the death knell for public higher education in the country in a, in a column that was actually a well-written column, an intelligent column in, in a, in a, in high, inside higher ed. Um, but this particular proposal itself is not um, going to fundamentally change the nature of our university. Um, I just think that it was when it was rolled out by the administration or it, it, it they hadn't given it a great deal of thought. And I think it it plays it, it's a, one example of administrators. I think they're trying to do more with less. And at some point when you say, hey, we can do more with less. Here's a creative way we can solve this problem. There's a temptation that you start you start cutting corners and. Um, We've been under so much pressure in, in public higher education, not only in Illinois, but in Missouri, I mean, throughout the country, um, that at some point you have to draw a line and say, hey, no, you know, we need to maintain quality. And in order to maintain quality, we need actually the money to pay people to do this work, which is vital for our students, vital for research, it's vital for the economy, it's vital for intellectual life. Um, and at some point, you, you, you stop being able to do more with less, and you're, you're just doing less and doing things of, of lesser quality if you have less. And 
support from the state. If this moves forward, what would it do to the current responsibilities of, uh, of adjuncts? Well, it depends. Uh, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. I mean, I think, I think we'll, we'll see what, just, what, um, just how many people are brought on and how, how, com- uh, how, uh, how much they do and what sorts of things they do. I mean, the worry is that, let's say you're in a department, um, uh, I don't know, department of history and you don't have anybody who does, I don't know, China. And, um, but you've got an alum out there somewhere who got a degree from someplace and does China. And you start bringing that person in to give a lecture once a year as a volunteer and they serve on thesis committees and things. And then if you're a department chair of the department of history, just using as an example, and you go to the dean and you say, hey, we really need someone to do China. China is vitally important in the world today. And we're a research university. We need to have a historian of contemporary China. And the dean's going to come back and say, well, we got the Salama comes every once in a while. Um, so I, you know, that's the kind of situation that could be problematic down the road. We're not there yet. But that's what led, I think, a lot of people on campus to be, to be concerned when they, when they first heard about this. So there's the slippery slope that you mentioned uh, yeah. a moment or two yeah. ago. What, yeah. what about the Alumni Association? Uh, I, I have to assume that there is such an animal uh, at sure. uh, SIUC. Sure. Have, uh, has this association been heard from? Well, I, my understanding is that it was, it was their idea, and I, huh. I don't blame them at all. I mean, I think they're alumni who want to get more involved with the university, and that's a good thing, and that's something we should promote. I think is that where we kind of lost a step or dropped the ball uh, is when they brought that to administrators, and administrators didn't see how um, proposing greater use of volunteers um, was going to play on campus. They didn't understand the optics, and they didn't understand the, the legitimate concerns that people were going to have that this could undermine the role of, of regular, uh, full-time paid faculty um, at the university. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, I'm hopeful that as this thing actually works out, um, that it will, you know, do what we're told it was intended to do, which will connect some alumni um, more, more closely to the university without having any you know, major deleterious effect on the on the, the stature and the compensation for uh, current faculty. Does your association have the kind of clout that could stop this thing in its tracks, or can it be stopped in its tracks? Well, it depends on what they do with it, right? So, I mean, there's certain steps they could take in terms of, uh, I mean, there are protections in some of the union contracts, and there's a union that represents uh, paid adjuncts at this university, okay, paid mm-hmm. non-tenure track faculty, as we call them. And there are provisions in their contract that 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 say you can't lay off somebody uh, and then uh, hire someone at a lesser uh, pay scale to do the same work. Um, just as an example, I mean, I think more important, or at least equally important, to the contractual protections are just the, you know, the the, the fact that our faculty here are uh, you know uh, are, are awake to the possibilities of of this and are you know going to. Um, uh, you know, complain and raise a ruckus, and uh, and we've seen very clearly that without many faculty here actually, um, you know, marching in the streets, that just the potential of abuse uh, uh, has gotten a great deal of press coverage. And um, so I think that makes me confident that there's, you know, there's a, the community, the wider community, the national community, frankly, of people concerned about public higher education, is going to react strongly if. If, if this program or any other similar proposal elsewhere um, really goes too far and 
um, and we get we, and we move too far towards not only underpaying adjuncts, which is enough of a problem; it's a huge problem, but you know, not paying them at all. If some version of this were approved and were put in place, uh, would it likely then uh, move to SIU Edwardsville? I don't know. I think it's a it's a uh, my I don't think it necessarily would meet, move to Edwardsville. It might be something they would they would consider. Um, I, I hope they'd be smart enough not to, given the <laughs> given the bad press it's gotten here at Carbondale. Um, uh, you know, I, I, there was just something about the, the phrases that people used as you, you know, using the lead into the story of, you know, volunteer professors, um, that I don't think has sat well with people. So, um, I, I would expect that the administration at Edwardsville, um, would be wise enough not to, uh, roll out something that, that looked, um, all that similar to this. And, uh, we'll wrap this up, but what, what's the next step? Where does it go from this moment on? Well, we're going to be watching carefully and see what 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 the administration actually does with this, and if it's just a way of if it's giving adjunct status to 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 alumni is just a way of helping them feel more connected to the university and doesn't result in a you know displacement of of paid faculty, um, then uh, I, you know I, I think the it will turn out that our concerns were um, uh, you know. It, our worries didn't 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 come to pass, and then perhaps because people raised concerns and because uh, there was press coverage. Um, I mean, we we never know what the you know how far it would have gone without the press coverage. But um, so we're gonna you know we're gonna watch, we're gonna monitor it, monitor it, and um, you know, I'm confident because of the the protections the union provides and because of the vigilance of my colleagues that um, we're gonna be able to contain this, uh, and 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 it's gonna end up having. Uh, not having a major detrimental impact on the on the university. To your knowledge, does the administration have a timetable when it wants to either fish or cut bait? Um, well, I think they, I, I, their official their official line is that they're fishing, but um, I don't know how many lines they have in the water and how many fish they're going to catch. And um, they themselves have have spoken somewhat differently of that. Originally, it was, hey, we should try to get at least one person per department to get a critical mass of these folks in our meeting. Uh, uh, yesterday, uh, another administrator said he, you know, he didn't think it would actually be very many people. So, um, uh, you know, they're fishing, but um, I think they've been uh, they've been warned um, that they have to, you know, follow the rules of a game warden, or, or else they're going to get into trouble. So we've gone from fishing to the game warden. All right. <laughs> well, I, I, fishing license game warden. I'm not sure. I, uh, I you could tell I, I, I'm not a not much of a fisherman, um, but I, I tried. You tried very well. Thank you, Dave Johnson, for being with us and bringing us up to speed on this story. Obviously, we'll be following it. Keep us posted, if you would. Okay, well, thanks. I Thanks, thanks for your attention to this, to, sure. this, uh, to this issue. Sure. Dave Johnson of Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.